0: Out
1: with the sound, Jimmy Hart. Hey, check out
0: my new tag team, baby,
1: Monty and the Pharaoh. Hey, Jimmy,
2: don't forget to tell them about Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Well, you know what I would, but you already did it. Oh shit! It's Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and Pharaoh, the Monty and Pharaoh
3: show. Monty and Pharaoh, bro. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and Pharaoh show. Watching the Monty and Pharaoh show. Monty and the
1: Pharaoh, with Monty
3: and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the
1: Pharaoh.
3: Monty and the Pharaoh.
0: Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. And Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, is it Monty and the Pharaoh? Monty and Pharaoh. The Monty and the Pharaoh show. Monty. And the Pharaoh. To the Monty and the Pharaoh show. And <laughs>
2: it's
1: Monty and the Pharaoh, baby.
2: Monty, Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, what a run. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Hey, cut the fucking music. When you want the best in professional wrestling, Long Island, there's only one place you're going to get it right here. Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> now, that's not just the coolest. And that's not just the best. That, my friends, is just (laughs) incredible. Monty and the Pharaoh. You've got the future Hall of Famer, that rocker, Marty Jannetty, MJ in the house, and I'm sitting here with two more future Hall of Famers, Monty and the Pharaoh. We're doing that stuff, and we're going to rock it.
1: Not just dreaming it, we're it for it Straight, straight, straight to the top Working hard every day just to leave
0: our entire way Alright, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast Monty and the Faro scene out of Indie Music TV Here in Ron in New York And our producer is Matt Matt, how you doing? Alright, brother. And to the right is the start of the show, Mr. Jimmy right, Farrow. How Jimmy, how are you, sir? Good evening, partner. Back again for another round. How was your weekend? Good. From what I remember. What'd you do? I don't remember. Yo, you you were you would <laughs> you were drunk texting me, uh Did on I do Friday. that again? Again. What did I say? I don't know. You were just ranting. You don't remember? Were you drunk? I Maybe. was drinking, Maybe. but but no, but your grammar is really good when you're drunk. Yeah, Like, well, usually there's a lot of misspelling. Not from you, just well, in general. Yes. Oh, okay. Thank but you. But you're pretty good. Oh, yeah. oh. What do you drink on a Friday night? Anything I can get content? my hands
2: on? Yeah, huh? eh, whiskey. Whiskey. It's always whiskey, dude. You know that.
0: Monte the Fowl would like to thank the band who sings our theme song, Aqua Cherry. Uh, our theme song, straight to the top. You could also catch their other songs, such as Yes, Yes, Forever and Seasons. Aqua Cherry's music can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Reverb Nation, where music is sold. And the other band who does our outro music is none other than Jimmy Farrow's own band with his partner Bart Griggs, Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams. Which is our outro song. Correct. This Life. Mm -hmm. A favorite of mine. Thank you. Not Far Behind, Hmm. Here Comes the Rain. You could catch Wisteria Hall on Spotify, iTunes, and Reverb Nation. Oh, where music is sold. Monty DeFaro can be seen on YouTube, Facebook Live on the Monty DeFaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, RTF Sports Network from... Are you twitching?
2: No. Come
0: on. (laughs) On Friday from 6 to 7 p.m., the staple (laughs) of that network. Channel 115 every Tuesday from 8.30 to 9 p.m. And for the early risers, Saturday at 6 a.m. to 6.30, look, I changed the time. I got it right this oh, time. look at you. You're sharp. Jimmy and I would like to take a moment to show respect for the people who have lost their lives and the people on the front lines during this time. All right, Monty Nefaro, we have a special guest, our own, mm. our personal friend, yeah. and the WWE's own, oh. Johnny Photo. But before we get to Johnny and ask him a billion of questions that cost him his job what? by the time this show is over. Yeah, great. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. Where's it going?
1: <laughs> that was... Good. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty and the Pharaoh, seen
0: every Thursday. Produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron Cockham in New York. And let's welcome our special guest at WWE's own Johnny Photo. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Oh, man,
3: doing great, doing great. I'm going to try not to laugh through this entire time because I got so many things in my brain right now making <laughs> me laugh. What are you thinking about right now, Johnny? Uh, my childhood in Elwood. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we no. And, uh, so, we all grew up on the same road. That's for yeah, people did. that road road don't police.
0: know. The three exactly. of us grew up, we went to the same high school. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, would would, did you go to Harley Avenue. Harley, or Cuba? Yeah, Harley, okay, Harley. so we went to... look. You know I don't remember yeah, shit, so don't <laughs> even start. Brutal, don't that even was start worst. with me. The worst. And you were in Jersey.
2: Yeah, I we at Harley Avenue. I missed Harley Avenue. That got dropped in during Elwood Junior High, and then Elwood
0: Junior High. Yeah.
3: But he was in the the house, the big house with the circular driveway. Yes, right. Yes, yes. Drive- He drive- was drive- 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 right down. down. You guys out. were like
0: literally two feet from each other, I think. Right. Yeah.
3: A half a block, and then you were on the other end. I That's was close right. to the Elwood Road, and you mm-hmm. were right on Larkfield, and mm-hmm. Wally was... There you the go. Middle. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Pretty
0: yeah. much. Um, John Glenn, little question for you. Oh, me. no. The heat coming out from John Glenn and some of the things that he said about women. What are your thoughts? A lot of the old alum kind of want the name taken from the high school. I what are you know. thinking, bud? What?
3: I saw that. I saw that on the John Glenn page. And one girl's an astronaut, so I certainly wasn't going to argue with someone that's way smarter than me.
1: <laughs> Look at I don't you. completely
3: disagree with their view. Me personally, the fact that the guy never came to the school, his name should have been taken off.
1: Ooh, never he was invited.
3: Of it. He was invited on, I think they said one or two occasions, because there's only two John Glenn schools in all of the United States. Okay, ours is one of them. He never. They asked him to come visit. He never came. He Where's never came the other? To the school. He refused.
2: Where's the other? Do you know,
3: Wolfhead? I you These know are what?
2: things I want to know for some stupid reason. Well, I, That's we'll interesting. It up, so what uh, are they going to do? Rename the school Ken Morrow? High school or something? <laughs> Ken Morrow? Re- Who's uh, Ken uh, he Morrow? He up came up. to the school, the <laughs> island of defensemen from the dynasty. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Anyway.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's Glenn now, right? Like, Elwood slash Glenn. Is think that, think that what it the is? they took the John off it Did now? they take the A John years off? years ago. Oh. I think so, but maybe People, you could look back to George Washington and Ben Franklin and Thomas Jefferson, you hate to say those were the times, but the, you know like that's how unfortunately I guess that's how women were looked at back in the fifties and sixties and until they made their march and got what they rightfully deserved. there's plenty of intelligent
1: mm-hmm. like,
3: Way more than the three of us. That's mm-hmm. for sure out there. And uh
0: oh, speak for yourself.
3: Hey, wait a minute, Mike. You can't even remember Chris Ancona, who lived across <laughs> the street from you. You don't remember Chris Ancona? I've got, I've Molly, got, I've got. I limited, remember Chris Ancona. We're out one night, and he goes, "Who's that blonde?" I said, "You're kidding, right?" And he what? goes, "No," I said. That's Chris Ancona. She grew up across the street from me. <laughs> that's great. Because I don't remember anybody. I, I don't even know what to say. Well, she didn't
0: play before. in the turkey bowl. That's probably why you don't no, remember. Man, I got I to gotta be honest <laughs> with you. Like, when people so come up to me. playing
3: soccer, I think. <laughs> that's what it is. When, when people
0: come up to me, like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how you doing? And meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, I don't even know wow. who the hell you yeah, are. That's rough. I have no clue. In fact, I don't. again, I don't even know how they know who I am. Hmm. Which is scary enough okay. as it is. I remember everything. Johnny, let's talk a little wrestling, my friend. So, uh, what's yeah. going on in the world? What's a standard day like working in the WWE now compared to what was going on before?
3: Well, now it's uh, just a lot of running back and forth for me. You know, we set up a studio. We have we have a list of, a list of guys and girls we need to photograph. New gear. Titles change. Change their hair. Uh, and taping the matches. So, it's and everybody's kind of condensed with our crew. So instead of uh, having one person back in the studio all day, it's kind of running back and forth and trying to get the timing right. It's uh, it's it's different for sure. You know, we used to flying somewhere else every week.
0: How are the nerves with the whole corona thing? Are they checking your temperature? Yeah, what are they doing? doing in they doing
3: there? all that stuff. Uh, you know, everybody's wearing masks all day and uh, – you know, we—they're taking care of us.
0: How
2: do you feel about the plexiglass? Do you feel like they're trying to—is this the future of pro wrestling on television, or what are we looking at right now with plexiglass?
3: I don't, I don't think so. Uh... I can tell you. I mean, it's.
2: What was your thoughts when you walked in? and You saw a plexiglass. Were you looking for like the nearest check
0: into the boards, or uh... I was.
3: Okay. Going back to my hockey. <laughs> <day>. He's <stays> taking <laughs> hockey.
0: Yeah. I'm going to check Stroman into the boards <laughs> when I take a shot. Check Stroman. At him. Uh, hope <laughs>
3: he doesn't check me. It's, oh. it's, a, it's a big man. <laughs> What's up, Johnny Photo?
2: You know what, though, dude? Maybe after
0: <laughs> this, we should talk. We should trademark the what? plexiglass. What do you think? What do we tra- trade? We trademark the plexiglass. What are we calling it? I don't know. Okay. We'll have to think about this. Flexi-glass.
2: (laughs)
3: Flexi-glass?
0: So we were talking before the show, almost 20 years at the WWE. Can you tell us how you got hired by the WWE?
3: Well, I used to, back in the days when I shot hockey, uh, we had the strobe lights up in the catwalks at Nassau Coliseum. The old photographer would uh, call my boss at the time and say, Hey, we're coming in. I want to rent the strobe lights. He knew I was a wrestling, but it was one other guy and me were wrestling fans, and he knew it. So he's like, hey, you want to go to Nassau, turn on the lights, point them at the ring, give the radio to Tom, and just hang out and make sure nothing happens. Sure. It's an easy night. That was back in the days when they were, I guess, taping all the shows, and they would make the weekend show. This was before Raw, you know, Monday Night Raw. They, I think even before the Manhattan Center days. When they went live on Monday nights, oh shit! And, uh, I forgot
0: about the Manhattan Center. Oh yeah, yeah. holy cow. That was before cow. my time. That's wow, the beginning.
3: And then as they were getting bigger, then I would get, then they would call and say, "Hey, we need another. You know, can we use one of the John to come shoot, help us shoot the shows?" And I would shoot up in the hard camera section, and uh, and that was it.
2: And, and you and, were uh, working for the Rangers at the time.
3: Well, the company I worked for, we were a team photographers for the Islanders, the Rangers, the Devils, and the Flyers. Bruce okay. Bennett Studios, local guy out of uh, Hicksville, and I mean I was. Just, dream job growing up a hockey fan you know my dad had season tickets for the Islanders I played hockey in uh, high school you know John Glenn we had the team and then you know you're 22 and you're in the Stanley Cup locker room and it's like that's not even work this is (laughs) surreal to go Mm -hmm. you grow up a fan of something Mm -hmm. and then you stand next to Mario Lemieux and you're taking pictures of him holding the Stanley Cup or you're in Montreal you know the most fabled franchise in hockey and you're in the locker room when they win the Stanley Cup or much as it pains me to say, when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup.
2: <laughs> I think about that when I see the photo of you with the Rangers in the cup. I'm like, how was he even smiling?
3: Well, Mike, well, it was Mike Richter. He's a great guy. you okay. know, you got to look past that. It's oh, <laughs> mighty, mighty big of you, van The Rangers as an, as an organization <laughs> treated us uh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they always sent the box of stuff, yeah. the giveaway stuff, and I would give it to all my Ranger fan friends. And right. When they won the cup, it aggravated people because I was on the ice. I was in the locker room. We did the team shot. The next morning, we were in the parade. You know, I sat in a convertible going up the canyon, to hear, canyon of heroes. Is, mm-hmm. How do you how do you top that? As you know, it's, that's your job, right? You know, right. corner. You turn the corner, and it's just confetti and hundred, you know a mil, million people. How many they had? And you're a city hall, and it's it was ridiculous. So,
0: so what? Someone comes up to you though, and finally says, "Hey, we're looking for a photographer full time." Well,
3: what? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what happened was. The old photographer had called one of my coworkers. He had just gotten married, so the last thing he wanted to do Man, was travel. He, he wanted to uh... no, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so You're okay. I got ADD. Sorry. I, no. No. We got
0: no. We got a little uh, caught up here. A little, a little technical so, problem. Uh,
3: he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, Tom just called me. They're looking for another staff photographer. I just got married. I don't want to travel." You want to talk to him? All right, here, give him my number. I wasn't actively pursuing another job. We grew up, you know, you know, Mike, we grew up wrestling fans. Right. It was never a, a thought to go, I want to work there. You know, like people watch Hulk Hogan, all of a sudden they want to You talk to Devon or any of these guys. They wanted to be a wrestler. I was always a fan, but I never thought that, yeah, I want to do that. Or even photograph it. it just So we had a long conversation, and we would talk about this and that, and, uh. Put a lot of thought into it. Talked to a few different people. Um, you know, I remember seeing you at the gym, and we were talking about it. I right. said, I'm thinking about changing gigs, going to WWF back then. Mm-hmm. Which I
0: was totally jealous. Totally, like,
2: jealous. <laughs> uh,
3: are you for real?
2: And you're not just coming in on any era in wrestling. You're coming in during the Attitude Era, basically. It was,
3: it was right at the tail end. Right at know, the tail into, end, but uh... it's still a
2: magical time period in the history of pro wrestling, sure. Yeah, for I mean, sure. we were
3: watching. You know, I was living with a couple of buddies, guys, neighborhood guys, and we would watch Raw. We would switch back and forth to what was happening better. And then Were you starstruck
2: was... your first day when you walked in after accepting my, my the job? My
3: first show was Hart-Raw in Hartford, Connecticut. The night after, I forget the name of the pay-per-view, but it was in Albany, and Kurt won the heavyweight title. Okay. And I Kurt walked angle. in, and I just, we were backstage. I had met uh, one of the guys who's still working for me now. Uh, Rich, he was doing studio Mm -hmm. Then they just gave me a headset So I could listen to camera calls And then they go, hey, we need you backstage for something I go, what? They grab a camera and it was Kurt coming out of limo with Stephanie And we're all yelling like paparazzi So my boss You know, my first day on the job How'd you get on TV already? You just started? (laughs) I'm just doing what they told." I don't know, I'm just Starstruck you know what i I spent ten years around professional hockey players. I guess you already like were conditioned Wayne, when you're yeah. twenty two and you see Wayne Gretzky, then you go if I was younger right and saw the rock like but I still walked in and and you got to keep I knew at that point I was very right, thirty three
1: mm-hmm.
3: act professional mm sure i was I just kept my mouth shut, didn't say boo to anybody I didn't talk to anybody if they would introduce me to a lot of the guys, hey, how you doing? went about a separate way you, you get there a little longer you start to talk to the guys i discovered devon went to john glenn because uh somebody from the neighborhood goes uh, hey man devon went to john glenn and i walked up to him turns out he was he was there when my sister was in school okay graduated in uh 90 or 91 my sister graduated when i said my name he goes i know amory and then we just had that connection of john glenn and uh Kurt Angle wrestled at Clarion. My cousin's best friends wrestled with him at college. Right. So I walked up and said, hey, you know so-and-so? He goes, how do you know them? I said, those are my cousin's best friends. They probably hung out with you to four years you were in college. He goes, I remember those guys from Long Island.
0: They were all crazy.
3: (laughs) Amateur wrestlers from Long Island are crazy. That's what he
0: he said to me. Well, you you ran across... Devon, right? Yeah. You were telling yeah. me a story or yep. something like that? Yep.
2: Yeah. Yeah. d passed through our town. It was almost like a blur. But the next thing I knew, I was watching ECW. I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen that dude. <laughs> yeah.
3: And his, his thing was uh, like people, he said he wanted to be a wrestler. And everybody right got put him down. Right. You, wow. Well, you're crazy. Blah, 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 blah. What are you doing? And then when he made it, and I don't know who, who he spoke. Yeah, it was before Facebook. hmm Who he may have spoke for, spoke to from the neighborhood. But then he was like, oh, who do you see Well, tell them this. Tell them that. Everybody just said I was never going to make it. Right. And, you know, they're one of the biggest tag teams in the history of, of the right.
2: industry. Boy, but I got keep... off easy. When I saw Devon again, I mentioned that, you know, we're from the same town, and, you know, we cross paths way, way but He was nice about it, so I guess I uh, wasn't one of those people. Tell him! You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. He's uh, you know? a
3: great guy. Uh, Bubba went to Half Hollow Hills. He grew mm-hmm. up in Massmouth. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking, and Devon goes, Hey, he's from John Glenn. And he made a face. I said, where'd you go to school? He like, goes, half-hollows? And I went, yeah, okay. There you go.
2: <laughs> now, John, I know you got there, from what you're saying, you got there maybe a year after Owen Hart's tragic passing, I'm assuming?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was before
2: What okay. well, did Over the years, any reverberation in the locker room? I mean, does this still, have you ever heard any conversations you might want to share or any only, memories yourself only... of the incident and then, uh, you know, the, the after-effects never... in the locker room? I had like,
3: I think I, I walked past him uh, like backstage once when I was freelancing. Okay. And, but i never had met him. Right. Uh, you know, Brett, when he came back, you chat with him every now and again, mm-hmm. and, you know, Natty Neidhart it has been around a long time. We talk all the time, but, uh, I just, everyone that worked on the crew always felt when we went back to Kemper, they had a, like there was something. Right. They felt, uh, he was a great guy. Everyone said he was aces of a human being, prankster. Mm-hmm. Always had a smile on his face.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: You've seen a lot of death in your short time there, right?
3: Uh, well, I mean, the guys we grew up watching.
0: So you, we're talking Dark Side of the Ring. We, talk, we both watched that. You, you've seen all the documentaries that they had on there? Were you around that night when uh, Owen Hart tragically passed away?
3: No, no, that was, I started a year after that.
0: Was it a year after that? Okay, a year so. I got my yeah, timing. I started in
3: October 2000.
0: So, were you there, you were there when Eddie passed away, though, right? Yes. What was that like?
3: That was, uh, I cried. I mean, I I got, you get friendly with these guys, you travel with them. We'll, you know, we do the international tours, we're on the buses together, we're, in, we're on the airplanes, we talk, and I had spoken to... Vicky, after the fact, because when my first son was born, they let me stay home so I wouldn't get stuck somewhere and miss his birth. And I I went back out. It was he was born December eighth, so I went back out after Christmas. I was home probably about six or seven weeks. And he's asked me where I'd been. He's like, I haven't seen you. I said, Hey, no, I had a had a had a baby. They let me stay home, so I went. Show him. Oh, he's beautiful. Says his name's Christian. He's like, Oh, good name. You know, he left, came back, became a born-again Christian and was okay. very faithful Okay. to his faith. Vicky would come on a lot of the trips with us. So I got to know her from before she was on TV. And uh, he gave me, told me a prayer in Spanish, and he translated, which, of course, I never remembered. And when Vicky started coming back on TV, I had told her the story and she said i'm going to look i have to, i'll go look through all his his because he would write stuff down and she could never find it and i said he said it in spanish He translated it and when i told him my son's name was christian you know he gave the face you know he would raise his eyebrows you know in yeah. his character way and I, I said i would really love to get that and have it and you know just so i could write it down you wrote it down and give it to me and she she couldn't find i mean she i you know she couldn't find it and you know it is what it is but i remember him Say that, and we would talk. Chavo, you know, was a great guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all those guys. But Eddie was sad because it was just a shocker, you know, to hear what happened. And we were leaving for Europe that night. Like, we were taping shows, and then we were all flying to Europe, and the Raw Smackdown were going our, through our tours. So that, we started in Italy, and you didn't realize the impact you had until that, we were in Rome, and the first show, the signs, everywhere. The whole arena was filled with signs about Eddie.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: and then the next night, and then the next night, and the ten bells, and everybody's tearing up. And it was 12 nights. It was just, you know, it was tough.
2: I have to ask you, since you were behind the scenes at the time of Eddie's passing, did you notice a change in Chris Benoit? Because uh, you know what it said. It said that Eddie's death was part of the the, the, the rapid decline of Chris's mental state. Did you notice any change in Chris?
3: Nah, I, I was kind of friendly with him. We would talk and joke around, but me personally, I you know, I wasn't around him enough to okay. notice anything.
2: Okay. Um he, Was he quiet and reserved in general,
3: Chris? Yeah. Chris Benoit. He was a quiet guy. You know, hey, how you doing? How the kids? That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with the
1: WWE's own Johnny Photo. Alright, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty the
0: Faro scene every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV in Ron in New York. Here's probably the most important oh, question of the night, John. <laughs> here we go. How do you hold yourself together with all the hottest women in the world How around you on a regular basis? How did I know? How do you hold it together? Uh... Do you hold it? <laughs> <laughs>
3: You Sorry, guys, you guys do want to get me fired? Don't you? No, no, don't and answer that. That was me. If, if I was, was working for
0: the WWE, you think I could have made twenty years? What?
1: No. <laughs> twenty <laughs>
3: minutes. Twenty minutes. <laughs> no, thank Bloody you. Twenty oh seconds. You gotta be a professional. You just gotta. It's just like with anything else. You know, you take a step back. I mean, look, we used to do the diva shoots. We'd be down in the in Oh the my Caribbean god, for dude! Two weeks. Wow. Oh
1: my god. Yipe.
3: Back in the D'Antoni, you know, all those girls.
1: You
3: just Ooh. gotta. You gotta tune out, even like <laughs> tune guys... out. You're focusing the camera. How do you, you turn tune out? out to what's... you gotta get the picture, <laughs> and then that's it. Just it's just like when guys get busted open, and we we take pictures of them getting stitched up. Yeah, you just gotta gotta just stay the professional. The camera kind of separates you from.
0: See, that's why God works in mysterious ways, because <laughs> there's <does>. no way, <laughs> no. there's no way I would hold it together. Yeah, He knew that He was equipped. To you, on the that. other hand, be like, I don't want to go take pictures of the divas.
2: I would be like that. Who's
0: Braun Strowman? I don't know. What, what? I would not be
2: like Ew, I'd rather take pictures of Braun. He's mint. What the hell's wrong with you? Can we talk about wrestling, guys? God, God. Johnny, do you think that the women's evolution has killed pro wrestling? I've got my suspicions. But that's me. Any thoughts uh, on uh, women's? No,
3: I think all these girls are great, and they can work, and they put on good matches. I think. Uh, yeah,
2: I'll just put water on my fireway, won't you? Sorry,
3: yeah. I, you know I, I give these girls a lot of credit. You know there are yeah. some nights where they have the match of the night.
2: Okay, that's fair. I mean that does happen sometimes. So.
0: You know that's that's a that's a really good point you brought up. Okay, You're taking pati- right. you're taking pictures, right? And then <laughs> all of a sudden pictures. there's a match going on. Do you ever lose concentration because the match is that good and you all of a sudden you like kind Ooh. of at all watching that match?
3: Uh, they're no, nah, lose concentration, no, but thing in my head, like, you know, some of the Undertaker Shawn Michaels matches, and you're sitting at the ring, and the 80,000 people, they have, you know, they have these people in the palm of their hands, and if you watch the uh, any of the Undertaker's documentary yeah. up to this point, yeah. you know, that Hell in the Cell, with, with Shawn as the ref, and, you know, I go in the cell, I s- sacrifice myself for the good of my photographers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Man. Thankfully, I have, have not been hit by, uh, I've had a few close calls, but. Thankfully, no, uh, serious injuries, but you know, and Brock is in there, stuff's flying all over. It's just, <laughs> but now some of those matches, Undertaker, Sean, or, you know, any of those, those classes where you just sit there and go, you sit back and go, Oh, you know, Seamus and Daniel Bryan with 18 seconds and you sit there and go, it just happened. Like, I just, if you blink, you miss it. So right. you can't right. happen right in front of me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You go, okay, that's interesting. And then on to the next match. But, uh, some matches I'll go, I'll watch just to get a look at, and like I, I've said to some of the guys, you know, you talk about they talk about Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man being the greatest match ever, from but when we're kids watching WrestleMania three, or when we're kids watching, you're not watching from from a, a technical wrestling aspect. To me, it's Hulk slammed Andre. Right. That's my memory. Sure. Now, as I've been there so long and watch guys and, and speak with a D. Malenko, any of these guys that are great
1: mm-hmm.
3: in ring technicians and listen to them and watch guys in the ring, a guy like Fit Finley, um, I could I could look at Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man, and appreciate it now
1: mm-hmm.
3: better than I could when we were you know seventeen, well, how were eighteen or nineteen years old as a Hulkamania or. They yeah, had the British Bulldogs. or just wanting to see the bad guys lose or Bob, laugh at whatever Bobby Heenan says. Because I always like the ha-ha aspect, a- aspect of it growing up. Right, You're not looking at, you know, Bob Backlund's a great technical wrestler. It was just he was the champ and he had that all-American thing about him. And Iron Sheik was, he hated him because he was from Iran. Now what you, I look at it, I could watch guys in the ring and, and respect what they do. You know, more now, watching them. 'Cause you know how, you
0: know how difficult it is what, what they're actually trying oh, yeah. to pull off. Just
3: watch off. subtle things or when they're training guys or they're in the ring going over stuff and listen to a D Malenko who was so good at what he does, or even when back in the day when he wrestled, look at what there a guy like Eddie. I mean Eddie was this charisma in the ring. Yeah. I mean laugh at the, the ridiculous stuff he used to do. Amazing. On the live events. You know, he's you gotta hold the rope for a tag. He puts it on the rope and goes to the middle of the ring. He's getting yelled at. He's like, "I'm holding the rope," and the ref doesn't know what to do. You know. <laughs> on the subject <laughs> stuff of, like that. <laughs>
2: on the subject of Guerrero, what do you think about Garza Jr.?
3: I like him. He's does, a good. Kid. Does he have
2: a little Eddie or is it just me?
3: That seems to be the talk about him. He's a nice kid. He, he's a nice kid, first of all. I, I've worked with him a bunch of times. He's, he's a, got he's great respectful. charisma. He's a good kid, and he, yeah, he does have that. He does look about him? He's he does. Got that. He, the mannerisms, mm-hmm. the facials. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, I like that little faction. You know, Zelina Vega is a great mouthpiece. Yep, she's agreed. You uh, love Queens Zelina girl. Vega. I love Selena. She's wow. a New York girl.
2: You photo her lately? Send them to Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Send me all your photos. <laughs>
0: Speaking of photos, <laughs> right?
3: I send, I send him videos of of the talent calling him out. Oh, text nope. him all the time, Otis sent them. I, Otis to stay away from oh, Mandy.
0: Otis told you to stay away from Mandy. <laughs> I'll take on Otis anytime, oh, man. He probably would. Anything oh, great. So thanks. you're an artist, John. What in your own mind do you think was the greatest picture you've ever taken? Ooh.
3: In my time hmm.
0: that you're so proud of something you'd hang on the wall of your house.
3: There are two, you've probably seen them on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Undertaker after 21 and 0 when he's Doing the pose with the urn,
1: okay. twenty-one
3: 0s on the Tron, and all the fireworks—you know the pyro's going off at MetLife—and when uh, Sean super kicks Rick in mm. the retirement match—that's nice. your picture. Yeah, when his foot is in his face.
0: Wow, That's pretty yeah. good. I did not know that was your picture.
3: Those are probably my two favorite. I mean, I, I got got lucky and caught uh, Brock landing on his face when he when he you know the Shooting Star press that didn't oh. go well. Oh. Oh. But that was the film day, so I didn't know if I got it or not. You just, I know he's doing it. And right. then you hear him like, and then, you know, we ship the film back to Stanford, and then they get a call, oh my God, the shot of Brock. I mean, his head is hitting the mat. And you look at him and go, how did he survive? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that
2: was a direct hit. That was a direct hit.
0: All right, guys, I want to bring back uh, one of my favorite oh, segments no. um, that the Pharaoh hates.
2: Please don't.
0: Basically, what's, what's behind it, it is called The Most Annoying Pro Wrestling Expert. I'm going to read a statement Great. Uh, behind that pro wrestling expert. I'm going to ask both of you guys to weigh in. Can't wait. You're going to run the clip, Matt? <laughs> Tell me when you're
1: done.
0: <laughs> Am I up? You're up. You were looking at photos again. You're up. <laughs> Go on. All right, hold on. Let me, let me get to the most annoying pro wrestling oh, expert. God. Are you ready? at this time? All right, guys. Weigh in. I'm going to read a statement. Gotcha. Linda Hogan. What? Watching the looting. What? It's all Afro-Americans. What? Not sure how robbing and stealing oh. set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, boy. they need to be civilized. Response, Tony Khan. You've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that. <laughs> John, you want to uh, weigh in? Oh,
3: boy. Social media is a uh, can be a very... Bad tool in the wrong person's hands. Yeah, and then that's. Are you that's trying
0: to say Linda Hogan should not be using Twitter? I would. Be a good idea.
3: Show pictures of her kids and <laughs> the beach. That, that sounds
0: good.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds good.
3: Farro thoughts. Oh, it's just an idiotic statement.
2: Very insensitive. What are you doing? You know, come on, and don't don't pinpoint every all different backgrounds are are protesting. So don't go. Pinpointing like that, you know. How about the? To- you know, this is going to sound weird because I'm such a Hogan, Hulk Hogan Mark, not right. Linda. I'm such a Hulk Hogan Mark that I'm like poor Hulk getting dragged back into it. I'm like, damn it, oh damn! Just when I thought he had the muddle off of him. Well,
1: what about uh, what
0: about, I'll never to- have the what about off Tony Khan's response? John, I thoughts mean. on that? Uh,
3: I actually I read that online and I laughed. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't. I, I didn't know Hulk Hogan was banned from AEW. Right. From right. I don't is he with, also banned ever... from
0: Jacksonville Jaguar games? That's what I want to know, you know. Yeah, whenever, <laughs>
3: whenever they go back to having
2: So
0: fans. basically the way in is, Linda, stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. And poor Hulk got dragged into it <laughs> all <Hulk>. over again.
2: <laughs> what you going to do when your wife's diarrhea mouth runs wild on you, bro? Uh, oh, all right, boy. well,
0: again, I love the most annoying wrestling... <laughs> expert (laughs) clip with that we're going to take a quick
1: commercial break and we'll get back to our special star johnny photo All
0: right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast. Monty the Pharaoh seen every Thursday, produced out of Indie Music TV, out of Ron Concomit, New York. Our special guest at WWE's own Johnny Photo. Pharaoh, you're up, brother. I am? Yeah.
2: What's next? I thought we were talking about how Vince <laughs> has lost it. It says, Monty, here. Oh, I see no, something. See, Never see that? See where so, your name. named Well, you know I'm partially blind. <laughs> Johnny, how would you fix today's current state of pro wrestling? Do you think it needs fixing? You know, there's a lot of critics on both sides of the coin. Any thoughts on what could be done to improve the product today?
3: I, I'm i a photographer. <laughs> <I'm> a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me this question. Just remember that. Way to go, Mike. I'm not a writer. Yeah. I'm not, I, you know.
2: Okay, how about how about this one? Do do you study your own work? Like, after you film a match, do you go back and watch your work and, and you know, take tips from what you're seeing of your own work to improve? Or... Uh,
3: photos? Uh, yeah. You know, okay. we, we shoot differently now. You know, we, we used to shoot with the strobe, so you would take one picture. Okay. You had to wait three seconds for them to recycle. So you try to work on your timing a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's you kind of put your finger down. And, mm-hmm. uh, but there are certain things, but, uh, you know, it's... I don't look too much. I'll, I'll look on the galleries they post, and then I'll go back and look at some of the stuff that I shot. And, you know, I, I'll look a little more at studio shots than I would uh, ring action. I mean, uh, action, I mean, I've been doing it. It's just like well, I got to a point with hockey. and doing it so long that,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I don't know, the only thing was different is maybe put some remotes up, do something differently other than the ringside action is what it is. I, your international tours are fun because – there's no TV. It's just us. Mm-hmm. We can do what we want mm-hmm. and we can move around and do different stuff. Well,
0: let me ro- roll off Farrell's question. Do you appreciate wrestling more now as an adult working for a major organization cool. like the WWE? Or did you like it better when you were younger and it was more just fun?
3: Uh, look, I love my job. I, you know, it's, uh, it's fun, it's different, it's not obviously not normal get on a plane and fly somewhere every week, every other week, whatever it is, travel around the world. I mean, look, if you would have told a freshman in college at School of Visual Arts, photo major, Mm. 18, that at, you know, 52, not yet 53, (laughs) that I would have been to 45 countries and stood at the base of the pyramids and walked through the Red Square uh, in the Roman Coliseum and been to Australia. I can't even count how many times I've been there. Mm. Uh, wouldn't have believed it. I, I honestly would have thought, like, four years of college and went and worked for my dad. Right. <laughs> you know, and then things just kind of – some of them happened by accident and then just, you know, working hard and being responsible and respectful to the people I was around uh, made it to where I am now. And, you know, it's been a good ride as far as – it's tough – Because I'm looking through a camera, you know. I, I've I've the amount of respect I have for the the men and women that do this for a living.
0: It's a hard life. Um, It's a hard life. I mean,
3: I want to see that three hundred fifty days. I mean, those are the guys that we grew up watching. Mm. I I want to watch it. I've it was a different world back then. You know, I I talked to a lot of the older guys. Mike Rotunda and I have traveled all over on these tours and who talk. I like to you know grill them about different stuff and hell of a nice guy. And, you know, just like, we would just never home back then. You know, they would go to Europe and go there for three, four weeks at a time. So
0: you're talking about the travel. I'm going to jump a little ahead, Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy flying schedule for all you guys. Um, have you ever been in a situation on a plane where you felt like uh, something was going to happen, like maybe mechanical or, like, close death Yeah, if flight. we had one. But uh... the amount of traveling you have, right, your, your odds are up there, right?
3: We, I mean, look, we've had plenty of. Not going anywhere because it's snowstorm, we can only get this far because it's snowing in New York. I think one year, one winter it snowed every Tuesday and Wednesday, five or six straight weeks, and I have to call home and say, "I'm stuck, I'll be home Thursday, and then the neighbors would shovel the driveway Man. so mm. you know they could get out of the dri- get out of the house and uh you know kind the of thunder- uh, snow's coming in here on a Sunday. Well, I got to leave Saturday there was a couple of a couple of rough. Turbulence flights. Uh, we had one going over. I mean, I think everybody knew about it. It was probably in 2004. Forget the year. I don't know if my son now Before my son was born, and we were going to uh, starting in. We were going Seoul, Singapore, and Perth, Australia. And we had to refuel, and you could feel the plane. And people were. I just closed my eyes and said. I had, I had a good life. You know, oh,
0: shit. Away. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, you like... But, okay, <laughs> so I've been on some plane rides, and you get some major turbulence or whatever. But I've been on plane rides, but people start screaming, and that throws you into, like, a, where people... I know you close your eyes and said, Hey, it's been a good life. Where people screaming on the plane, and you're like,
1: shit.
3: Yeah, we had... On that flight, we had some, some of the people screaming, Ooh. and it was... <sighs> You look, and somebody's green, and <laughs> somebody's, you know, they're holding the arms. Oh, my God. And That's that's why I just closed my eyes. I just went.
0: Do you remember who you were sitting next to on that flight?
3: I was sitting next to uh, Johnny Stamboli. Really? And the full-blooded Italians were on that tour.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: In fact, one leg of the tour, Brock was sitting next to me, and I put on, I was watching movies on my laptop, and Old School popped on, and he takes his headphones, and he goes like this, I went, I don't have a splitter, dude. <laughs> we can't watch it together. He just looked at me. He's like, shook his head. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: That's all you got out of him that whole ride,
3: huh? Uh, he, he's a good guy. He's, uh, <laughs> I like Brock. We, yeah. I've known him since he first came up. And we, uh, he always comes up and shakes my hand. He's a good dude.
2: How is it watching him perform up close? How physical are we talking when you're, you're actually standing feet from him? Scary. It's got to be, right? Is he the most physical guy you've seen in, uh, pass through in the 20 years?
3: I, I would say so, yeah. Okay. He, uh, uh <laughs> money in the bank last year. He just came running down and shoved the ladder on his way in, and, you know, I had a arm up. If I wasn't paying attention, oh. it was... Uh, you know, I was going to beat his ass after that, but I changed <laughs> my mind. Took it easy.
0: You could have told him you're my, you're my friend. He probably would have backed yeah. off.
3: Went, who, Magnificent what? Mike? <laughs> me, sir.
0: Fuck that guy. Brony. Fuck that jabroni. <laughs> that. Just
2: read him. Tell him you got pictures. Don't touch Screw me. Screw that fat ball guy. What? Hey.
0: <laughs> Look, WWE is no different than any other company in the United States or in the world, right? No. We're all going through a very tough time. How tough was it with all the the firings or the layoffs that happen in the WWE and to all the wrestling experts out there that feel that the WWE has cabillions of dollars and they should just be keeping people on the payroll. Uh, not asking you to weigh in on that, Johnny, obviously, but um, I just wanted to get your feelings, what it was, what it's like... Working, you know, you got a lot of friends that, you know, you're not going to be working with. It's
3: tough, right? It's just like anywhere else. Anyone else you see, uh, friends of ours that are own small businesses that are, you know, begging to get back open. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough. These guys, are, you know, they're, they're family. You know, when you hear the wrestlers talk about it, we spend as, as much time or more with the people on the road than our own family. So we see our kids grow up together. We're in a town where you know the merch guy lives, and he brings the kids. And you know that kid was this big. Now he's, yeah. or my kids come to the show at Nassau. I was like, Wasn't he a baby crawling around backstage in Bridgeport? You know when they had the show right after Christmas, and now he's, you know, 15. And they all, you know, how old are your kids? And oh my God, you know, who's got grandkids and stuff? They're all, you know, it's just it's it's a hard situation for everybody. You know, I text with a one of the Sing Brothers. Uh, Gerv I think it is And we text mm-hmm. hockey And they're in Canada They can't come You know The border's closed Right he's, But he's he, He's got a newborn We were in Vancouver In February We took pictures down By the ring In front of the WrestleMania sign And he's like You know Spend this time With my My newborn And then hopefully When everything opens up I can come back to work
0: Now do you think The WWE is more of a Different than a regular job Meaning that you guys Are much closer With each other you 're around each other all the time it 's more of a family type of atmosphere, or is it still corporate america type of deal uh,
3: i can 't speak for the office because i don't i don 't go that often, but you know I, I with all the downtime, I started watching the office, and you sit there and go, "I wonder what it would be like if I worked in an office nine to five and mm. you had the guy in accounting that was your buddy like for me it 's on photographer. I hang out with the backstage lighting guys in the bar after a show. I think with us is you, you work these wacky hours like you're, you're home watching it we're working it and right. now it's 11 o'clock at night and everybody's still doing a few more hours of work and you, you watch the news or you go to bed and you, you, now you're with these guys at whatever time and say hey man let's go have a drink before we fly out in the morning and then you're at the airport together at 5 o'clock in the morning flying home and you know it's all day Hey, let's have you know you're in a hotel bar or let's go have dinner together and in that sense, I, it's, it's way different than an office job. That schedule
2: sounds awesome.
0: He's got the best schedule in the world. That schedule man. sounds awesome.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's weird now. Okay. But uh, the, the, the split with Fox, we split everything up. So it was uh, that's weird, too. I mean, that was weird to just work Monday and go, I should be driving to, you know, we're in Boston. We should be driving yeah. to Albany for SmackDown. I was like, now I'm driving home you know mm-hmm. one of my co-workers that lives out here so mm-hmm. right that was strange too and i did a, i did a bunch of smackdowns and then through the weekend and and that was odd too and then you see hey where you been because we every, everybody was splitting i haven't seen you in a while I was like, i'm working raw eric's working smackdown that's how we that's how we're working it
2: how long do you think before we return to any kind of normalcy with a real live crowd
3: I don't know what's, Tough, what's huh? professional sports. Mm. <laughs> can, in your opinion, we're in the same boat as everybody. Forget else, about yeah.
0: wrestling. Do you, can you think professional sports can handle being out of action for a year?
3: I think football. They're hell bent on playing, and if they're going to put, they want to keep it to fifteen thousand people separated in the stadium. The NFL is. They're going to try to do it. I mean, you, you see how what they're doing already. I mean, the draft was just. Set up a bunch of – have your phone on and, you know, I'm going to sit in my basement and the teams are going to, you know, text me that pick, or however they did it. And look at all the viewers they had. It was the highest rated draft ever because people are starved. Well, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if NASCAR is pulling in good numbers because it's something to watch. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Belmont – they're running at Belmont now. so. I,
0: well, it, it's clear, right, wrestling in general, shockingly enough, is taking a hit. On regular TV right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one... (sighs) I'm just giving my opinion is... Friday night is a difficult time. You figure people are home and stuff like that. But I think people are more focused on other stuff on Friday night. And I do think wrestling is a more... Like we just... John just spoke about football. Mm -hmm. You can get away with playing football without a major crowd, I think. And people... I think wrestling... You said it a couple of weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. The wrestlers' actions are driven from a crowd, right? Well, it's a major part of
2: the whole platform is just to get a crowd's response, a live response. So it has been strange as a lifelong wrestling fan watching. No crowd, and now recently plexiglass and a few wrestlers from NXT, I believe. This is what they're doing with the uh, audience, which I still, I think it's a slight improvement over having no one there. But, you know, I would really
0: like to see us get back to normal. I don't see how that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, I think they're smart, too. They're doing a lot of these vignettes now, and mm-hmm. it, it's keep it's it's keeping attention. Look, I think, you know. John, who's your favorite talent to work with over the years? You've been there 20 years. Is there anybody
2: you really look forward to working with when you hear you're going to do a photo shoot with a particular person?
3: Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I did... I wasn't to I, I was there a couple of years, and we did. Uh, Perry Saturn and I went around Santa Monica with Moppy.
0: Perry Saturn with Moppy with, with Moppy. Moppy. And oh, if my Moppy God. is your favorite, I'm really going to be freaked. Those are Go one. On.
3: Those. That's one of those moments when you say, "I can't believe this is what I'm doing. This is my and life." We, we laughed the entire time. <laughs> uh, anything with Santino. Okay. My favorite uh, in the ring. We did stuff with the stuff with him outside of the ring. He's just such a character, one of the greatest guys I meet. I love working with Ray,
2: Mysterio. Okay,
3: uh, they're all good guys and girls. Uh, my favorite to work with. It's tough because we, you know, it's it's different. We do things differently now. There's no magazine. We're not doing these off the wall kind of shoots. Kane was always a guy I always enjoyed uh i mean we did a whole big fire thing with him with flames behind him that ended up becoming a magazine cover it was his eight by ten then i had him out in the field in chicago with the snow and you know it was lying to me afterwards where you know every shoot i do you're trying to kill me why is that you know and as he's looking down at me because he's such a large man but he's a very you know he's very a nice guy very soft-spoken and you know they all are but you know when you look at him back in the day with the long hair and the mask yeah. and then Hey John, I'm like, well, wait a minute, it's the guy that's, <laughs> you know, flames. Everywhere.
0: Hellfire and brimstone, with the wig. So when uh, last night Drake Maverick loses the finals, okay, Triple H comes out, he yeah. is crying in a ring. Triple H comes out, offers him a contract. Right. All right, John, was this a work from the beginning <laughs> or what? <laughs> Dude, I, don't, I, I have no idea. Come on! I, I, I take pictures.
3: I just go there and shoot. <laughs> yeah. And do you, I cover what it is. So you, you, you went on the website and saw the pictures. Some of them were probably mine. I just go run and do whatever, man. Did you feel
0: good for Drake that he was staying with the company?
3: <laughs> He's a good kid. He's a hard worker. He's got a lot of passion. He's, he loves what he does. Wow, are we getting up there? Drew Ma- Drake Maverick is a kid?
0: We're pretty old. Are we getting
2: up there, John? What's with what's that, going we're gonna. gonna we're gonna. We're, like gonna we're gonna. We're gonna speak louder. You know what it's like working with
3: kids that come right out of college. That you know they work in the TV studio, and you start talking about man, Caddyshack was funny. What's that?
1: <laughs> of when course, were you born
3: 1994. <laughs> I went. I was already working for four years. Get away from me, dude. You I, 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 I have
0: people that work for me. I'm like, did you do you ever listen to Leonard Skinner? They're like, no, I never heard of him. Of him. Of him. Led
3: Zeppelin.
2: Right, yeah, right.
0: Pink was, Floyd, is he that, good?
3: They'll know the Beatles. Yeah, he's great. They'll know the Beatles because everybody knows the Beatles. Right. And I tell you why I got a good one, because, you know, Edge is back. Yeah. And I think I had put something on Instagram, when he, and I shocker, I had no clue he was going to be at the Rumble. Mm. And when his music hit, even I went, wait a minute, what the?
0: Nice. <laughs> By the way, probably one of the great moments that was, in wrestling oh, history. Oh, that, I that mean, was, the chills. Did you mark out?
3: I did. Actually.
0: Nice. He didn't when,
3: know. He's like, he, yeah. When his music hit, I went, <laughs> oh, oh. And then, you know, the Spears, and then talked sure. to him the next day. And I said, dude, we went, like, he had to retire, and we went to Europe. And that was his, he wanted to say goodbye to the fans. So it was every night. And we got to Liverpool. I knew that he, he, he was talking about the Beatles. I said, you know, let's go do a day. We'll take pictures. We'll go around. We got a car. We went to the museum, and it was just the two of us, and we really didn't talk much about wrestling at all. It was just a lot of other stuff, and we, the guy goes, oh, I'm going to take you up by uh, this pub that Ringo Starr used to hang out in. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
3: It's closed down, so like, we're not going to go in there and drink. What? Why are you taking us here?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And we're just standing there, and this guy comes around the bend, and he goes, Edge, oh my God! And we're like, Now we start talking, he goes... Hey, Ringo Starr's childhood home is right down this way. And in you know, Liverpool, c- certain areas, it's like row houses like Queens or Brooklyn. They're all right houses, all connected. Right. We're like, all right, let's go, you know, take us there. Just a happenstance. And an old lady lived in the house, bought it from Ringo's family, and basically like a museum to him. That's how she has it set up. Sure. All these pictures and tells all these stories about him. And we were probably in there for 45 minutes, and – we walked out and just looked at each other and went, that was the most ridiculous thing that could ever happen. Mm. Like, this guy just brought us. We're like, first we're looking at each other and going, why is this guy bringing us to this bar that's closed? Uh, we're in Ringo Starr's childhood home. And then, you know, we drove to Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields. Nice. Go back to the building. And, nice. you know, it was like one of those days. And then we, you know, we talked about it after he came back. And I said, I tell everybody that story because we were just, he goes you know what that's one of the most fun days I've ever had mm. we were just two guys spending a day together hanging out and doing his Beatles stuff and I did not grow up a Beatles fan I was a metal fan I like Beatles <laughs> but as you get older I was both you appreciate the uh, their impacts like the first yeah. time I ever went to Liverpool to do a show mm-hmm. we went to the, the the Cavern Club Yeah. and there's bands playing and we're, you know having a pint and there's the statues and then you Go to the museum and Im- go, wow, Im- these guys had an impact on...
2: Impressions of the Cavern Club, I have to, I'm a Beale's mark and a half. Uh,
3: it was cool, and then I was told by one of my former co-workers that grew up in Liverpool that the actual one was across the street that okay. got bombed, so they made... Got bombed? Bombed during the war. I heard
0: Liverpool war. was rough. rough. At our age, it was so
3: it was across the street, that's that wasn't the actual Cavern Club? Cavern Club, Club. Okay. And we went down, and uh, it was cool. You know, we had a pint. There was a band playing, and you. Nice. You know, I, I have a cab, I bought a cavern club shirt. I still have it. You all, know, you you got, gotta... all
0: you got, all you have, is your memories. <laughs> I, I mean, I could just imagine you and Edge holding hands, oh, walking go. down Penny Lane here together. There we go. That's no, pretty I mean, sweet. there no, we that. go. Little kiss. No, Give him a kiss hands. on the cheek. No. Pat on the ass. Johnny
1: Photo, please listen. <laughs> With you that we're gonna take a know. quick commercial break we'll get back to What's the star your... of the show.
0: WWE's <laughs> own Johnny Photo.
1: Listen. Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast. Oh. Monty Faro, the scene every
0: Thursday produced <laughs> out of Indie Music TV and <laughs> Ron in Rukakamu, New York. We not be number we're,
3: one after
2: today. No, we're no, having no, a good time. No, no. Number
0: double one. People are watching. They want to know someone on the inside who's yeah. working with such a wonderful company That's as the right. WWE. Oh, come on. We're number one behind
1: Look, them. a lot That's of right.
0: wrestling fans, again, I don't know. Is it WWE class act to work with?
3: they treat us great i don't you know it's nice it's a lot of hours sure you know that going in and uh i get i myself get treated with respect by people on the crew the talent the higher-ups we talk with and i get i get treated well um i I can't really i can't complain i mean sometimes we go oh my god i think i'm on hour 20 but
0: Bro, it's that's like any it is, other man. job, right? Bro, I mean, any... look, not everybody loves their job all the time. And some You're lucky enough to love your job. A lot of people hate their jobs. It's good to have someone in, on the inside like yourself because people, are, you know, they hear these rumors or they get these stories. And, look, this is a guy that's going to go on 20 years working for a company. You just doesn't happen like that, right?
3: Everybody, uh, pretty much everyone on our crew was there when I started. And I think, I, honestly, every time the Godfather comes back and does something, he says, we come and go, you guys are all still here. You must oh, be man. treated well. And I said, we all treated it well. We're, you know, it's it's a it's it's TV. You know, I would imagine if I was the team photographer for the Mets, it's eighty games and all these days. And you know, it, it's I love the hockey. I mean, I shot over a hundred hockey games a year, weekends, travel. I mean, it was it was different than this because you're not involved with the players. We'd shoot the game and then, you know, go home. Unless we had to do something specific with team photos or whatever else. But there wasn't any kind of a relationship with you know, Mark Messier. It was just, Hey Mark, we would take these pictures. Goodbye.
0: You you're you're like a family, I'm telling you. It seems like yeah, this family we're, we're, unit.
3: I tell everyone it's a big dysfunctional family. It's great. <laughs> Just like, like anywhere just else. Just like any other
0: family, right?
3: But everybody knows the job has to get done, and, and nobody, there's never, I've never seen anyone to a point where there was any anything that prevented people from working together. And it's, we all get along. We all know each other's families, and kids, and wives, and girlfriends, or whoever else, and parents, you know, guys bring their parents to the shows, and. You go to England and you meet William Regal's parents because they come to the show. Or how cool in is that? Australia and you know the Iconics, Their families come to the shows. A Buddy Murphy, you know. It's but
0: but how cool is that that they feel comfortable enough to bring their families around you and introduce you to them? Right? It's a it's a family. Listen, everybody. Next week we have Sunny Beach, UWF superstar in studio, and we'll be talking a little Herb Abrams um, and nice. UWF history again. Dark Side of the Ring. If you caught it. Good episode, UWF, Herb Abrams uh, passed away. Oh, I, I watched that one. That uh, was, yeah? That was a... Cr- <laughs> I,
3: think I, I think I almost laughed for the entire hour. I, the only one I haven't watched is New Jack because it seems like it's...
0: Listen, catch Monty and the Pharaoh. You'll hear all the New Jack stories you want. We've had him three Jack twice <laughs> in the studio.
2: On. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Speaking of guys, we've had in the studio, we've had uh, Scott Hall in the past. Uh any uh thoughts
3: on working with the uh, legendary Heyo.
0: Got a good got a good Scott yeah, Hall story good for us. With Scotty
2: maybe.
3: Well, you know, when you asked if I have a marked out when they came back well Hogan specifically. So sure. when they came back as NWO i we you. did a we did a photo shoot with them in Stanford and it was Hogan and you just sit there as a kid that grew up in areas and there he is, and, he, and he's having a conversation like he's like we are right now. Mm-hmm. And you bring up Tuesday Night Titans, the show, and he goes, "Oh my god, the stuff that went on when we <laughs> he filmed that show." And we we actually did a
0: Tuesday Night Titans. 40, man. How great was that? that? Was the best. Holy cow!
3: I when you say that, that's the stuff I miss. I, yeah. I miss haha. I like to laugh. Saturday
0: Night's Santino main event. One of my favorites. That guy. <laughs> Who? I'm sorry. Oh,
3: Santino. That's why oh, I'm yeah. my favorite. And I mean, I'll give you one quick one. When we do Australia tours, when we do the Brisbane, they would always do a Brisbane Cup. So it was a battle royal. Whoever won then had a title shot at the, in the main event. So it's everybody other than the champ, obviously. And Santino uh, gets thrown out, holds the ropes, pulls himself back in, bows up to uh, Triple H and Cena. It's on YouTube if you search it. I got a look. He goes, walks backwards, grabs his singlet, and throws himself over <laughs> right in front of That's me, funny. so I'm laughing taking pictures, <laughs> as, as I'm shooting him walking off like Mike Chiodas on the ring, ring apron, with his hand over his face <laughs> Not to lose doubled him. over in laughter and if you search it on YouTube, you'll find it. it's like a fan thing from upstairs, but like that kind of stuff Santino would do like what, what Hurricane every time he tried to the double choke slam in the Royal Rumble with, with Steve and Hunter and then they they looked at each other and threw him over, and uh, I talk with him, you know, I bring that up to him all, cause he'll put it on Facebook or Instagram. We're Facebook friends, right. with Shane and I, and he's another that's another great guy. We went around with the hurricane in Dayton, Ohio. We went to a comic book store, we did the most ridiculous nonsense with William Regal. We people were laughing watching what was going on, and it, he's such a character, and and you know these, a lot of these guys have a good mind for the business and know, and I, he knew what to do to get over. What's up with that? That was his thing. Don't you remember the Hamburglar?
2: The Rock totally killed her. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that stuff. Rock put him over. Yeah, he they sure won't. did. They, they were great together on, great. on camera. Oh my god! Good stuff, Mikey.
0: Do I have a chance with Mandy Rose?
3: <laughs> Would you please? Oh my god! You no, know, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna use the line. I refuse to answer on the grounds I may incriminate myself. <laughs> In short, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh. Otis is like, yeah. Have uh, you ever? Uh, I uh, mean, uh, you, you have
0: any interaction with Vincent Kennedy McMahon wow. Jr.?
3: Hello. Uh, we've spoken Fair a bunch enough. of times about different stuff, going over things, but say hello. How you doing?
0: You get nervous being
2: in first such first time. A... First time he walked in the room. Yeah, like, come it... on, man. I'm a total mark. I would have been like, la, 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 la. Yeah. yeah,
3: of course, okay. He's, you know, okay. he's the boss. Yeah. Does he he's fill not, up the room when a he walks in? That's, you never see. He's, yeah. he's a workaholic. He's there. He is.
0: So he's in your face all the time. Well, well not in your fa- face. Not in your face, no. but he's a workaholic. Basically.
3: I, I, I've basically. been here a long time, so like, I, yeah. I always say hello to him. Sure. If I see him, I go out of my way to say hello. My, sure. You know. Yeah. says hello back. says hello to the guys that sweep the floors. So he's not a guy that... There you go. Thinks he's bigger than anybody.
2: Massive respect for massive look respect for the genius coming look from at, this show. Look that's at that. He's a genius.
0: <laughs> look at that. I love it. That's I what I want to hear. I believe the, that. I believe it too.
2: I believe it too. People sit on their keyboard all day long and rail at the the greatest promoter that ever lived. I'm sorry. All you
3: know, right, so you, hey, growing up, they were playing Northport High School, and then there's eighty thousand in the football stadium. I mean, that's only as a fan to look at. What it was like when we grew up.
2: We had matches at Northport High School? Where the hell was I? You were there. For Northport High School? I don't think so. I, I saw, of like, course. Ray yeah, Stevens to against at Jimmy all... Snooker. When
3: Northport I High School? It, that was when a Northport the High School. Had the Amico next to McDonald's. I used to pump gas there. Okay. okay. Jimmy Snooker pulled in once trying to find Northport High School. Okay. He had a Lincoln with this. What sl- happened?
0: Cliss told you to get back to work? <laughs>
3: No, We were like, holy shit! <laughs> snooker. What is that? Where the hell's Northport High School? Brother, Where is Northport we like, High the School? Light, turn right. That's Elwood Road. Go up. Like we had the, we knew the lights. Right. Five or six sure. lights. Northport sure. High School. Sure. Sure. You know, I got to take a piss, and like we went, ran around the back of the station, and then we're all, you know, we had like this leopard skin interior with this. I believe it was a purple or <laughs> silver Lincoln 84. Mark V at Patterson. A bunch of them all used to come in and stop. Wow. And then look, no we went to uh we used to go to Comac Arena all the time. My dad's friend owned the building. Okay. And we've got front row tickets. We my brother and I and all our friends went every month. So plenty of matches. And here's there. another childhood where I decided I hated a wrestler that was uh, the big baby face. He goes, I'll bring you in the locker room to meet the guys. So we go, okay, well now he, he's not paying attention. It's like thirty kids. So we go in the locker room and now you see like Dominic DiNucci's eating spaghetti and he, like, looking around going and all of a sudden, Ivan Putsky cursing, "Get these effing kids out of here!" I went, "That's it. I'll never like him again." <laughs> well, <No>, he doesn't <laughs> have a very good That's rep, so. i Twelve or thirteen years old. I
0: went, "That's it. Never yeah. like him again." Yeah. All right, we got, so rough, we got We so. got about one minute. Last sure. question from the Pharaoh to Johnny Foto. Last question from the Pharaoh. All right. Can you give us some
2: positive vibes for the future of pro wrestling? What do you think's in store for us down the road with pro wrestling on television and you know? In he general? might just give
0: you the standard answer. I'm just a photographer.
3: What would you um,
2: like look,
0: to see? I
3: think uh, there's, <laughs> show. there's a lot of good stuff out there all, all across all the other, you know, AEW, all these other places. Are...
2: Yeah, any thoughts on AEW?
3: Uh, you know what? I got a lot of respect for Cody Rhodes. Sure. A hell of a nice guy. We spent a lot of time traveling around. He's a good mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Brother is a great guy. I mean, we had some laughs over the years traveling. Uh, you come across <clears throat> Dusty? Oh, uh, kid. They used to call me kid. There we go. No, the kid or a young man? I forget what it was he never. I don't think man. he knew my name. What's up, nugget? I would man? always say hello to him. <laughs> young man or kid? That's a lot of the guys. It's though, just, Dusty was a. He was fun to be around because you know you have the old older guys on. They got sure. great stories from back in they the day. Sure do. Flair. A riot to hang out with.
2: Were you sad to see the wrestling magazine go? And did you read wrestling magazines like we did when we were kids?
3: Of course, yeah. Yeah, P W Y shut down, didn't they? Did they close I up? I think they're online, aren't they? Are they online only
2: I think they're online. I think online. so,
3: because one of my old uh, co-workers, I think, is writing for them. As
2: recently mm-hmm. as two years ago, I was still getting them in the mail.
3: Well, they use a what? lot of our, they yeah, use you a lot of our photos. I still VW, had a subscription to PWI. they use nerd. a lot of our photos. You know, we, have a, we work with them. They use yeah. a lot of our photos. I've shot specific covers for them. Like the wrestler of the year, I think, is what we always do. I think like a year or two ago it was Becky you when know, they made it the Woman of the Year. Mm-hmm. Did one with uh, Charlotte and Charlotte and uh, Sasha back to back. That was like mm-hmm. two or three years ago.
2: Johnny Photo's all-time favorite wrestler as we close out.
3: All time. All time. Man. All it's time funny man. Funny because it's the younger kids or even some of the younger wrestlers ask. Okay. When I tell them, you know, we say say my age and I grew up watching wrestling and uh. My favorite all the time? It's tough. I mean, I was a huge Bruno fan growing up. I mean, who wasn't? Interesting. Okay. Uh, favorite? I mean, everybody. You know, the Hogan was was up there. Uh, you know, some of the some of the, the characters. Uh, look, Steve, Austin, might just. He was another one. I mean, those would be my okay. top three. Like like Rick, we grew up. We didn't see NWA. Right. And I even said to Rick when his after his book came out, I said, Dude, I didn't even know you were Ricky Steamboat. I had these Iron Man matches every night because that wasn't on TV in New York. Right.
0: There was only 2,000 oh, we people watching that anyway. So. So
3: he goes, Ricky and I, 60 minutes.
0: Yeah, with 2,000 yeah. people watching. <laughs> or two. <What? laughs> ask, ask me who my favorite wrestler is.
3: I, just ask me.
2: All right. Who's your favorite wrestler, Monty? Ivan Putski.
0: You're a dick. T- <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Any celebrity that comes to our show and you ask them, to me, they're a real wrestling fan. <sighs> If they get don't give you the standard response. You Jackman said King Kong Bundy. Mm. That's to me, that's a true wrestling fan. Right. the standard response is Randy Macho Man. Right. Hulk Hogan. Greg
2: Valentine.
3: Greg he Greg was he was a great heel. I Greg mean, Valentine. Was, back then there were so many characters. Right. Uh Sidney Crosby, we met him at Pittsburgh. We he's a big wrestling fan and we're talking. Uh, who's your favorite? King Kong Bundy. And I said to him, You're a true wrestling fan. Right. Not a guy that may or may not watch it. I loved Hulkamania. King, Everybody Con- loved
2: King Hulkamania Kong Bundy ruined his
0: childhood. I like Bastion Bugger. Bastion Boga. He was one of my favorites. Bastion oh. Anyway, <laughs> we want to thank Johnny Photo for coming in. You've been watching uh, Loyals number one pro wrestling <laughs> one. broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Monty <laughs> <laughs> DeFaro can be seen on YouTube, Facebook Live on the Monty DeFaro page, <laughs> iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Channel One Fifteen every Tuesday from eight thirty to nine p.m. You're going to get the reduced vote uh, Re- video <laughs> of Reduce. Johnny Foddy. You're on cable this week, my yep. friend. I am and then twice. you get to see you on Saturday at six a.m. till That's seven six thirty a.m. Nice. Do you get up that early,
3: John. <laughs> No. Nope. At our age, we always wake up early I yeah, actually no, get we, out of bed. No, I'm awake.
0: <laughs> I'm usually up and rolling. Get my get my weekly fix of Monty and the Pharaoh. There you go. I want to thank Johnny Foto for coming in. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for teaching these uh, pro wrestling expert what real wrestling is about. This hey, is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh.
2: Until next week, pleasure. with UWF superstar Sunny Beach. Later.
3: I found out I was checking out of the hotel. We were going we were going to the arena in Minneapolis. We were taping Ron SmackDown and we were flying that night and we were dropping the raw guys.